Welcome to The Truth Must Be Told. I hope that you have been enjoying this podcast. We have covered many, many subjects and will continue to do so. The response to this podcast has been excellent, and I will continue to bring you quality podcasts with which you can learn from and perhaps give you some hope in this uncertain world. If you have missed any episodes, you can go to thetruthmustbetold.org and you will find the link for anchor.fm, which will allow you to listen to previous podcasts absolutely free. It's free to visit the site and free to listen. While you're there, consider hitting that support button and help this ministry to continue to grow around the world. Thank you for your support and for joining me here on The Truth Must Be Told. Do you know a lot about sheep? Nah. Hey, we're going to learn a little bit about sheep today on The Truth Must Be Told. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. Okay? When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth, and it kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Hello, happy Saturday to everybody. Happy Saturday. I hope you're having a great day. Now, I know I promised a salute to the military today, but we had a bit of a problem today in the Passos household. And uh, it was nothing majorly serious, but it took my time away, and I really couldn't get a chance to put the show together for how I wanted to and, and give uh, honor and tribute to our, our military. So uh, I just want to, um, but I will say a thank you to all those who serve, for those who are listening that are serving, and for those who have loved ones that are, that are, that are in the military. Uh, God bless you, and God bless them, and uh, we're just uh, really excited about uh, them being there. Um, we're proud of them and uh, proud to be an American and to have these men and women backing us up and taking care of us because without them, we couldn't sleep at night. And you better be giving me amens out there for that because it's very, very important. Okay. So today we're going to talk about sheep. Sheep. Yeah. So why you ask? Well, now just hold on to your lamb chops and we're going to find out. All right. <clears throat> now sheep are some of the most Dumbest are some of the dumbest looking animals on God's green earth. Their fleece will grow forever. They have rectangular pupils. Now, those pupils are attached to eyes that give them between 270 and 320 degree field of vision, where humans only have about a 155. Their looks match their personality. They aren't the smartest of creatures, they aren't the most confident of creatures. They are always clustering together as if they are ashamed to be alone. They are helpless if they are on their back, especially if their fleece is heavy or they are pregnant or overweight. Hmm. And that, that's interesting, huh? You know, sheep on the back, the little feet doing that. Yeah. Uh, they're stubborn and can get easily lost because they tend to go their own way. Hmm. That'll become important later. In order for them to relax, they must feel free of all fear. They, they're, they're, uh, they must be in, there must be harmony within the flock. If there's any tensions between rivals, the sheep can't rest. Okay, they must feel contented and they must have a full stomach. Hmm. Okay. Now, they're easily frightened. I've heard stories about sheep. A clap of thunder and they die. <laughs> it's like, you know... Uh, you scare them, they die. Um, 
A jackrabbit jumps out of a hole near a, near a herd of sheep, they will stampede. They really are not the best animal in the world. Uh, they're, they're totally defenseless. They are totally defenseless. They have nothing to protect them as an individual. From what I understand, if they're gathered together in a flock, then they have a little bit more protection. They could do a little kicking and stuff like that. But basically, you know, if a wolf comes into the fold when they're all together, that's somebody's getting eaten. All right, so... We get a lot of things from sheep, though, okay? We get a lot of things from sheep. Um, I mentioned lamb chops before, and I I love lamb chops. Who am I kidding? I love food in general. Put that aside, lamb is outrageously delicioso, all right? Hey, we get wool, and uh, the sheep are sheared, which is a good thing because if they fall upside down with a load of fleece, they'll can't right themselves, right? Uh, we get a lot of other things from sheep too. I mean, from what I understand, the wool gives out lanolin, and there's uh, they make you know, so you know what they put lanolin in, and then um, also it uh, the they're they're involved in medical things and um, all kinds of things that are going on with sheep that are are beneficial. <clears throat> I even read that um, the sheep's wool is actually a higher insulator than that of fiberglass, and people are starting to use it. They're mixing it into things now and actually using it, and they're actually putting the sheep's wool, excuse me, the sheep's wool into um, into uh, concrete and things like that. It actually makes it stronger, believe it or not. So the sheep does have some... Uh, Eh, some redeeming qualities, I guess, huh? Yeah, says so some good things about sheep there. Now, if you're Scottish, you probably thought of haggis right off. Oh, yeah. You got to have your haggis. Now, um, haggis is a, it's according to the dictionary here, it is a savory pudding containing sheep's heart, liver, and lungs mixed with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, and salt. Uh, and they mix that with a stock, and they cook they cook all this mess in encased inside the animal's stomach. They take a sheep's stomach, they pack all this stuff in there like a pudding, and then they cook it. And according to this, it says although dis- although its description is not immediately appealing, haggis has an excellent nutty texture and delicious savory flavor. So they say. I have never had haggis. I've never heard of it <laughs> until the first time I've heard the word haggis was in Star Trek, A Taste of Armageddon, when Scotty says, aye, the haggis is in the fire for sure. So that's the first time I didn't know what haggis was. You know, I just for years I didn't know what haggis was. Uh, I'm willing to give it a taste, though. I've tried, I'll try anything once, usually. I mean, I've had, I've actually eaten porcupine, which was extremely gamey, but edible. But it's really nice because it comes with its own, two, you know, no, never mind. Anyway, uh, well, someone once gave me uh, pig ears to try. Apparently, this is a traditional re- recipe in some cultures. I, 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 it was like chewing on leather. I'd rather chew on leather, but uh, I digress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so... um. Look, sheep have been around for thousands of years and are part of many cultures around the world. And they're raised for food and wool. 
and other things. And, uh, you know, I mean, from what I'm seeing, I mean, they really don't have much use otherwise, which, you know, I mean, uh, you know, if you lived in the Old West back here in, in, in the United States, there was used to be a lot of fighting between cattlemen and sheep farmers. The uh, problem was that the sheep chew the grass right down to the root, leaving nothing for the cows. So when the cows would come through the same field, after the sheep got through, there was nothing for them to eat. And as you can imagine, the, the uh, cattle ranchers got a little bit upset with, uh, with that um, to the point where, um, yeah, I mean, they, would, they, were, they were wars, plains wars over, over you know, sheep herders and, and cattlemen. This your business, mister? What is he, a murderer or a horse thief? He's a sheep farmer. Phew, that's where that horrible odor comes from. <laughs> that's right. That's where that horrible odor comes from. There was no love lost between... Uh, <laughs> no love lost between uh, sheep, 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 uh, sheep, uh, sheep, uh, sheep farmers and cattlemen. So... Um, <laughs> That, by the way, was a clip from if you've never seen, and I'm a big John Wayne fan, okay? You see John Wayne's in my intro. And uh, as you see, uh, that, that movie was from Big Jake, and he happened to come across a uh, a hanging. Uh, they're going to hang the sheep farmer. And he, they were, he was watching, and he says, nope, nope. He was watching from a distance, and he says, nope, I've never gotten involved in anybody else's business since our 18-year-old. And then they kicked a boy, a young boy. And he said, oh, what do you have to go do that for? And then he went down there and that little exchange took place. But it was it was a good movie. If you've ever seen it, Big Jake uh, with John Wayne, great movie. Uh, anyway, that's totally off the subject again. But All right, Sal, so why the interest in sheep? Mm, I'll tell you. I'm not sheepish. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, there are many verses in the Bible about sheep. God compares us to sheep. Now, I don't think that's fair, is it? I mean, oh, we're just reading some things about sheep. I mean, they're they're ugly looking. They're they're they 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 get lost easy. They 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 scare easily. You know, they have no way of protecting themselves. Oh, I don't want to be thought of as a sheep. I mean, you know, I mean something different. I don't want to be thought of as a sheep though. Yet time and time again in the Bible talks about how we are sheep. And sheep, believe it or not, are the most mentioned animal in the Bible, mentioned more than over 500 times, more than 500 times. Imagine that. Now, in uh, John chapter 10, Jesus talks to us about being his sheep. He is the good shepherd and will lay down his life for the sheep. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Uh, so many times the Bible compares us to sheep. And we're going to take a look at that right after the break. So stand by. All right. Well, let's face it. We are sheep. When we do an honest comparison to the characteristics of sheep and, and us, it is plain and clear why God describes us as sheep. 
Now, the following excerpts are, are from uh, Mom. It's called MomRemade.com and why we are compared to sheep. So let me read some of this for you. And I think it might clear some of this up and say it in a way that maybe I'm not able to. So you might be able to get this, okay? So sheep, first of all, uh, comparisons. Sheep have no sense of direction. Many people say sheep are stupid. Let's just say they have no sense of direction. Uh, in fact, they will follow whoever is leading them, even if it leads them off a cliff. Remember the question, if your friend jumps off a cliff, would you do it too? Well, they actually would. This is a real news story in eastern Turkey. About 1,500 unattended sheep fell off a cliff while the shepherds were eating breakfast far away from the flock. The first 400 fell to their death in a ravine, but the remaining 1,100 were saved because the first 400 broke the fall. The first 400 sheep were big, fluffy cushion for the other sheep that fell on top of them. So you can see them hopping along, rambling along there. One jumps off the cliff, and they all just jump off a cliff. Isn't that good? But apparently that's what happened. The sheep in back couldn't see past the sheep in the front, so they were unaware of what was ahead. And the sheep in front couldn't stop because the sheep in the back were pushing them forward. That kind of reminds you of your teen years. All right. Well, also, um, then that's why the Bible says we all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Isaiah 53, verse 6. Second of all, sheep are defenseless. And we all think of ourselves as pretty tough people, but... Sheep cannot defend themselves very well. Ever see a sheep growl or show their teeth? Or maybe bark, bite, run fast, shoot quills, or pull out their claws? Perhaps they could spray you with their uh, fur. (laughs) Hey, no major sports team has ever named themselves after sheep. Think about that. They do have two things in their arsenal, and I mentioned this before. Um, When they are are, um, frightened by something, like a noise or running water, uh, they'll all run away together in a, in a pack, okay, in a, in a herd, because um, uh, they have kind of a protection with the herd as, as opposed to being an individual. Now, sheep kick. Um, a ewe is especially uh, prone to kicking if she is protecting her young. Uh, other than these two defenses mechanisms, sheep are the Snickers bars just waiting to be eaten by a wolf if they don't stick together, okay? So it's very important that they stick together in the flock, all right? Because flock gives them a little protection. Now, we are much the same way. We can kick a little and run mostly, but we are defenseless. God compares us to sheep in the Bible because we need his protection, all right? We need to stick together as fellow Christians. Matthew 9.36 says, When he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus knew. Let's see another thing. We mentioned this before. Sheep can't get up without help. Again, trying not to laugh. Sometimes sheep will turn over on their back uh, with their legs in the air flailing. The old English shepherds had a term for this. It was called cast down. Hmm, That's interesting. That's, I'm going to have to do a little research on that because cast down 
I believe that phrase is used in the Bible. Um, a cast sheep is actually a pitiful sight. If the shepherd does not lift up the sheep and put it on its feet, it will die. It is completely helpless to pray that are around it when it's in this position. And it could be left behind when the flock moves on. So it's very important that they're on their feet. All right. Now, how many times have we been cast down or flailing on our backs? Totally helpless. You know, I know that uh, if we truly, really, truly think about it, I've got a moth in here or something, excuse me. If we really, truly think about it, we'll do honestly say that there have been times when I've been in serious trouble and it hasn't been for God's intervention and the good shepherd intervening. Um, I would be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. All right. But thank goodness he loves us enough to help us get right-sided. I know God compares us to sheep in the Bible for a good reason. We are a mess without him. Gotcha. Uh, he will uh, tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Isaiah 40, verse 11. Sheep are emotional and recognize the shepherd's voice. Now, you remember I said that they're kind of stupid, but believe it or not, they have a remarkable instinct for knowing the voice of their own shepherd because, because they're emotional animals, they can, they can detect strangers. Amazingly, they will fear a stranger's voice and flee. Believe that, okay? Since they are emotional, they also have the ability to build friendships with other sheep and stick up for each other when in a fight. They can also get anxious or distressed. They feel sad when their sheep friends are gone or dead. Uh, so we can learn a lot from these animals, but um, what they lack in direction, they make up for in loyalty, friendship, and voice recognition for the shepherd. Now, I think there is a breakdown here when God compares us to sheep in the Bible. We aren't so loyal. We don't stick up for friends anyway, and we struggle to recognize the shepherd's voice. Perhaps we don't know his voice because we aren't communicating with him all day and all night like sheep do with their shepherd. However, we do have the ability to hear the shepherd's voice if we will stop and listen, but it's hard for some of us. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John chapter 10. Now, uh, that whole chapter 10 of John, uh, the beginning part of it, Jesus talks about uh, the, the one that enters in, doesn't enter through the gate, but like climbs over and gets into the sheep and is not, he's a thief. And the sheep won't listen to him. And as we talked about, my sheep will recognize my voice and they'll follow me. Another thing about sheep is they were not meant to carry burdens. Oh boy, I could see a load of comparisons here. Will you ever see sheep carrying a pack on their back? Other animals are good for carrying things, but not sheep. They were not meant to carry a heavy load. In fact, they would be crushed under such a weighty burden. Okay, this is why God compares us to sheep in the Bible. We are not meant to carry out carry our burdens. In fact, we are to give him our heavy load so he can carry it for us. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. That makes sense, right? How many of us have, we just try to bear it ourselves and we can't. We're sheep. We can't bear the burden. We can't do it. Uh, let's see. Sheep will settle for less. When sheep are thirsty, they will stop at a dirty puddle right in front of them instead of going for the clean, still waters 20 feet ahead of them. Sadly, they are content with filth, so, so 
long as it satisfies the moment. Furthermore, they will they will stink and never even know it. Truthfully, they lack discernment and judgment, and frankly, they don't know what's good for them. I don't think we're much different than that. We're not like that, are we? Oh, yeah, we are like that. Many times we see a dirty puddle of sin in front of us, and we, we go straight for it because we think that that's all there is in life. We think we, we are satiated when in reality we're poisoned and we stink. That's pretty good, right? All right. Perhaps that sin looks so enticing at the time because, after all, it is water. Many times we know it will harm us, yet we still do it because we are stubborn, blinded from the truth, or simply lack judgment. Gee, just like sheep. God compares us to sheep in the Bible because we don't always know what is good for us. Psalm 23, we all know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Okay. Sheep are valuable. Now here's another, this is, this is an interesting point. Sheep were treated as prized possessions in Jesus' day. You were counted a wealthy man if you owned a large flock because they provided meat, milk, and wool. And they produced offspring. Shepherds made many sacrifices to make sure their flocks were protected. They knew it was their livelihood at stake. How much more precious are we than smelly sheep? Okay. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for us, and he loved us so much, he died on a cross so we would live with him forever. God compares us to sheep in the Bible because he views us as priceless. Bet you didn't know that, did you? You're priceless in the sight of God. Talk about all these things, but in the sight of God, I'm priceless. That's a nice one. I like that one. Sheep cannot care for themselves when they're wounded. When a sheep gets a wound or a bite, they can't care for themselves. Other animals lick a wound until it heals, but not sheep. They need a shepherd to tend to their injuries. Many times there would be a salve that needed to be put on the leg and possibly binding of the wounds. A good shepherd would look after the wound constantly until it was healed completely. Oh, how Jesus wants to treat us with salve, with the balm of Gilead. He's called the balm of Gilead. How often he, you know, he sees that we're hurting and he wants to treat our wounds and, with salve, salve and bind it up. And often we are brokenhearted and in need, and, and we need his healing, but we won't let him touch us. This is why the Bible compares us to sheep in the Bible. Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. That's special. It really is. The last thing we want a comparison about sheep in the Bible is that sheep are innocent. In the Bible, sheep represent purity and innocence. It was the lamb that was sacrificed at Passover because it represented the lamb of God, flawless, pure, and holy. We've talked about this many times, how Jesus was the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, John said, right? The, John the Baptist said. It wasn't a goat or any other animal. It was a lamb. Interestingly, goats are known for being independent, opinionated, and curious at best, or vulgar, dangerous, and destructive at worst. If you know anything about Satanism, you know they use a goat for their symbol, as it is the opposite of a lamb. 
That's a freebie. You throw that right in for you. We are innocent. We are to be as innocent as lambs, pure and righteous, not goats who are independent, strong-willed, and destructive. Matthew twenty-five thirty-two. Jesus said, "And heal God, sep- and He will God separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats." John chapter 10, verses 11 through 15 says, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. I lay down my life for the sheep. Just like sheep, we have no direction without him. We lack protection on every side. We were never meant to carry a heavy load. We cannot make it alone without him. On the other hand, it is heartwarming to know how senseless sheep are. God made them valuable. You would never think they had any redeeming qualities because they are such wanderers, but they do. In fact, they are the symbol of a great blessing and prosperity. Oh, that we would take a lesson from the sheep and run to the shepherd, run to the good shepherd, and he'll lead us to the spring of living waters and take care of us forever. Furthermore, that we would truly know our value as one who is priceless to the shepherd. Revelation seven seventeen. For the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Okay. I hope you got it. I hope you got it. There's not much more to say about this. It's a very quick study tonight. But I want you to know that you're a very, very valuable individual. God looks at you as a sheep. And even though we, we, we take these things about the sheep here and look them, look them over, and we say, this is, this is bad. I mean, who wants to be a sheep? But I want to be a sheep in God's flock. Now, if you want to hear a, uh, I want to recommend to you something. If you if you uh, look up Ken Davis, he has a sermon. If you get a chance to get it, listen to it. It's awesome. It's called Super Sheep. And he will tell you some funny stories about sheep. He was raised with sheep. Well, he wasn't raised with sheep. He was raised on a farm, and he knows sheep. <laughs> okay? So uh, he tells you some very, very funny stuff. Ken Davis is hysterical. He's a Christian comedian. Ken Davis, super sheep. Check it out. All right. If you want to listen to something further and put a smile on your face and learn a good, valuable lesson about how God makes us super sheep, I'll leave that to him to tell you. So, because I don't want to steal his thunder, but, uh, but you're precious in the sight of God. Young lady, You're precious in the sight of God. Don't flaunt yourself, please. God has a plan for everyone's life. You know, I I, I hate saying that because it makes me sound like one of the uh, one of the um, one of the hyper faith teachers that are out there and those TV ministers. God has a plan for your life. Well, he does. It doesn't include you. um, doesn't include you uh, listening to false teachers, though. Listen to good teachers. And uh, 
I, I just want you to know, young man, you know, I, I pray about what I'm going to do and say, uh, you know, in this thing. And right now, I'll just, I'm just trying to be led by God to, because there are so many, so many things out there, you know, young man, you want to keep your way pure? You want to serve the Lord? How do you keep your way pure and, and, and away from sexual things? You need to seek God. Seek the shepherd. Young lady, purity, not going to say too much, but you know. You know what God's been telling you on your heart. Husband, love your wife. God commands you to do that. He wants you to love your wife. As Christ loved the church, and so much so that he gave his life for her. The Bible goes on to say, dear husbands, why haven't your prayers been answered? That you haven't been praying for your wife. It's there. Go look it up. Wives. You women are amazing. I, I don't know why God, well, I do know why God, God calls you a weaker vessel. To be, you treat you as a weaker vessel. Men, you treat her as a weaker vessel. That doesn't make sense because they can endure more pain than we can. Dentist studies have proved that. I think if men had babies, it'd be one generation, it'd be all over, because we can't handle pain. But you're called the weaker vessel, I, I, I believe, because you're more sensitive to things. God has put into women a sensitivity that men cannot understand. No way we're going to understand it. But women, you too respect your husbands. Not in a subservient way. Men, don't you dare treat your wife like she's some kind of a slave. You treat her as a sister in the Lord, an heir of salvation just like you. Because as I talked about so many times before in the last show, I said we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Neither are you guys. If you come home and your dinner's not ready, it's okay. Why don't you give her a hand? Help her. In today's society, it's just crazy. With both the husband and the wife having to work. And a wife feels it's necessary for her to take care of her home. That's a God-given thing. She's precious. She's a precious, she's a precious sheep, just like you are. And God wants you to treat her as a joint heir, fellow heir of the salvation. Don't don't misuse your wife. Don't abuse her. And if you're in an abusive situation, ladies, there's help out there, okay? There's help. Sons, daughters, obey your parents. If you want it to go well for you in life, listen to your mother and father. 
even though they are not saved, okay? You can say, well, my mom and dad are not saved. Okay, but remember, God has them in authority over you. And unless they're telling you to do something that's disobeying Scripture, you better listen to them. It will go well with you. Don't be disobedient. I don't know why I'm saying all this. I have no idea. I just wanted to bring something to a close because I just feel so... You know, when I read that, that said that we are precious and that if you own sheep, you're considered, you know, you're, you're considered rich if you have, you know, of high standard if you have sheep. Wow. I tell you. But we're precious in God's sight. We are his sheep. We are the people of his pastures and the sheep of his hand, the Bible says. Psalm 95. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We're sheep. And I wish we were something else, but God wants us to be totally dependent on him. That's why he's, he tells us we're like sheep. Think about what I just said. I won't reiterate it. But just know that he is your shepherd. If you're hurting, you need to go to the shepherd. If you're confused and afraid, you need to go to the shepherd. If you're If you're in trouble, let's go to the shepherd. Don't waste, don't waste any time. Go to him. Call on him while he's still, while he is near. Okay? Call on him when he is near. Time is coming where people are going to call on God and he's not going to answer. Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's simple. Not a big not a big thing. So give your life over to the Lord. If you need help in doing that, please uh, contact me through the website. Go to uh, thetruthmustbetold.org. That's thetruthmustbetold.org. There's a place there where you can contact me and leave me a message. If you're on uh, Anchor.fm, you can click the message button and leave a message for me there. Uh, but I would suggest that you, you know, you want to help, you have a prayer request, you want me to pray for you about something, please let me know. I promise you I will not spam you. There's too many good people out there that, that don't know that they can have help. There are Christians out there struggling. You have brothers and sisters out there in the Lord that are struggling. They need your prayers. They need your support. All right, and uh, so go visit me at thetruthmustbetold.org. Don't forget to click the uh, donation button if you can and leave a, leave a donation for me to help this ministry to continue to grow. And But most importantly, I want you to email me and tell me, yeah, Sal, I need your help. I need prayer. I need to know how to turn to the shepherd during these trying times, and I will do everything in my power to help you. That I make as a promise before the Lord, and he will give me the strength to do it. All right, that's it for now. God bless you. 
Have a wonderful evening in the Lord. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I will see you on Tuesday on The Truth Must Be Told. 